You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive through RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive through RPG. Or visit us on the web at the DungeonMastersDojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening. Greetings and salutations, my fellow DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operation directors, and all the other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Bill. And I am your DM, Scott. And I am Lou. It's our first con with the dojo this week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Let's talk about the con. Yeah, we went to a, we went to a convention, didn't we, Bill? And, we, yes. And Lewis actually came on the second day. Did a cameo. He did a cameo. He popped in. He came for a game and was like, well, you guys were right. And unfortunately, we didn't get that recorded to uh, save because Lou never says that. <laughs> because he didn't say, I just said this was a good game. Is what I said. You, you said you said exact you words. Right. Next year, I'm going to go for the whole thing. We went to, of course, it was Rising Phoenix Game Con out in Milford, Massachusetts, and we stayed in the luxurious DoubleTree Hilton. Um, and we ran games. We ran games. We, we played games. We played. We played a really, really enjoyable game with. Uh, this fellow named Pigeon, uh, he is 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 not a what what are the people that like are into birds? I don't know, but he's not one of them. That that was his <laughs> uh, that was his call sign in in the Air Force. Ornithologist? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It sounds I right. That I sounds don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I gotta look it up. A lot of a lot of people don't know any better, and they'll believe me. But he's not an ornithologist. He yes. is uh, uh, he is a very talented game master. Of course, we played. Um, Powers and Paragons. Yes. And I got the rule book. I enjoyed the game so much. And I played, of course, with, with you, Bill. Yes. Yep. And uh, a group of uh, some pretty awesome people there. I remember Nestor Rodriguez. Yes. Right? Nestor Rodriguez. Yes. Nestor Rodriguez was his yep. name. Um, we bumped into Nestor. Like, ever – I didn't even know – Nestor, I, I I don't recall seeing him ever at the convention until we played that game with him, and then every single day <laughs> we, we saw him like at least a dozen times. It's yeah. weird how that stuff happens. Well, I noticed him beforehand because I, I congratulated him on being bold enough to wear a kilt because I figured if I wore mine, I'd be the only one. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was nice to see. You know, It was. It was. Uh, Nestor was a dapper fellow. Yes, uh, he was. Every day there, that I saw him, there was a different uh, outfit that stood out. Well, he he would he was uh, uh, heavily into steampunk. Yeah. So he, he brought yeah. a, a number of his, uh, his sets of apparel. But at any rate, uh, uh, wonderful guy. We we played. A, you know what it felt like? It was like uh, it felt like the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did of, it did have know, that that feel? Had that that feel to it. I had a blast. Both me and DM Bill got ourselves a little. Uh, award for being good at playing games. Bill is correct. Ornithology, people who are into stuffed birds and stuff like that. See, <clears throat> told you. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Pulled that one out of my ass. 
Bill was actually legitimately right and not just bullshitting <laughs> us this time. So that's pretty pretty good. When you get to be a certain age, if you say something, everybody younger than you naturally assumes that you know what you're talking you about. You know your shit. Yeah. You, you say it with, with enough confidence. And yeah. Like, Damn, like, this okay, guy knows like, freaking everything. Wow, he really is that old. So yeah, it was a good time. Uh, one of the things that, uh, of course, maybe we maybe we should mention this, our good good friend and friend of the podcast, Scott Legault from um, Dark Phoenix Events, uh, him and his very talented group of um, board members put this convention. I was the first year crawling out first of a pan, like a yep. big pandemic. Not that it's over, but... Um, the height of the pandemic. Yeah. It, and got, it got canceled in 2020. It, it did. And it was a bummer, but we totally understood the reasons why. Well, we were prepped and ready to go. I mean, we had yeah. scenario where we were going to run games. Yeah. Uh, we were on board 110%, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, like every, uh, several other things, crashed. Yeah. And we had to wait. They said, well, we're going we're gonna to try it again in 2020 or 2022. And it's like, we are there. It was a good time. It was. Yeah. It was a great time. It was nice to have you there, too, uh, even for that just that one day. Next year, Lou's going to be with us. Yep, I'll probably do some recording from there. Yep. We're looking forward to doing that. We already talked to Scott about uh, what sort of things that we could possibly get away with doing. Um, I think there. he basically just threw the doors open and said, go ahead and back up the truck and dump whatever you want. Because he was he was amazingly gracious to us he uh, was very, being there. Very gracious. Uh, him and, and, his, and his crew, uh, they, they were very, very accommodating for us. They were very a bit disappointed that we weren't going to be broadcasting they had another podcast that was going to you know pick up the you know take care of it for us but unfortunately he had some issues and wasn't able to do it for him so he's he's waiting with bated breath even more so for us to show up next year yeah i, I think you covered scott don't worry not you scott good. the other scott yeah the one that matters master legault his the whole vibe and i've, I've been i've been to a, a a few conventions not 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 many but I go to a small one in in Vermont with with uh, our buddy Chet every year in November, and that's really nice. That's actually where I met Scott Legault mm -hmm. was at uh, a um, brass and steel game, and fantastic guy, of course. You guys have all met him, and then Gen Con, but so I don't have like a, a lot of reference, you know, to gauge things on. But his his convention had like a different. Uh, different vibe to it. It, it was it was a very welcoming, very the exact word I was going to use. Yeah, very friendly, very very accepting um, environment, which is which is awesome because you, you could just feel comfortable plopping down at a table with a bunch of strangers, which we did. Oh yeah, um, and we had a bunch of strangers at our tables, um, they, and they were all just really nice, fantastic people that you know because there's always that one kind of knucklehead that sits at the table <laughs> and, you know is just not with the game program you know he's well, he, she is. that's more often not the that individual got dragged there by a friend yeah. so, you know or a group's going hey we're all going you got to come too and he's like okay it's not really my thing but i guess i'll do it anyways because you guys are going uh you can pick those people out pretty quick we were lucky we didn't we didn't have to endure that particular yeah our persona this this time out but it was it was a, a a bunch of fantastic people i can't i can't think of one person that we didn't interact with that was not really just super pleasant the the artists we talked to oh fantastic. yeah we met some 
unbelievable artists. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we're, we also, get we also one of them. To, we also to, talked to some content creators as well. We talked to some fantastic content creators. Yep. We got some business cards. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get those folks on the show. Evil Beagle Games, which is, those people were fantastic. Isn't that where, yeah. or who Pigeon worked for? Pigeon yes. works for Evil yep. Beagle yep. Games. Uh, we met Pigeon through there. Um, Jennifer, I guess, is the head honcho, the, the big cheese. Was the, it Jennifer or Julie? Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. I'm no, I'm not, I remember it began with a J. And, not good uh, with names. <laughs> I couldn't um, remember. I was busy buying a book. Yeah. <laughs> Pigeons Kid Kenny We all bought there. books. We did. We bought we bought books. What you know what's cool about that I really liked? And I, I didn't I don't know if this is like a new thing or um for for cons, but uh Scott was walking around with a stack of these uh GPs, Golden Phoenixes. Yeah. And uh he would drop a couple at the table with the DMs and say, you know, this is these are for, you know, whoever like the standouts are yep. at the table. And then you could take those if you got enough of those for, you know, being a standout or whatever. I mean, we gave a couple of them out at our table. We did. Yep. Um, and uh, you could take them when you accumulated enough of these. And theoretically, you could you could probably get like three of them a day. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. but uh, they, And they, well, he was calling them gold pieces because... You know, the Golden Phoenixes and GP, you know, yeah. so he was, it was bouncing between Golden Phoenix. It was easier to say gold pieces. <laughs> uh, but you could use them as cash to yep. go into this, the, the hoard, which is a special shop and, um, and, and buy, buy things. And, and this wasn't like cheap stuff either. This was like some quality. Yeah. They had um, some massive book collections. They, they had did. huge game sets, yeah. uh, um, the magnetic closed dice boxes, you know, wooden dice boxes with a set of dice in them. And, uh, um, I, I, I almost said modules, um, you know, retail adventures, uh, and a, a whole, I looked one of those up and it was, um, I, it was the one from Egypt or, you know, one based yep. in Egypt. Yep. That was a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was it was not it wasn't just chintzy stuff. There was a lot of yeah. really, yeah, I mean, really got, good stuff yeah. there. You got the Hyborian, um. Yeah, uh, yeah, astonishing sorcerers and swordsmen of of Hyboria. Yep. Um, it was Dave, Dave from Retro RPG Reviews had a, yes. had a game going on Sundays. It was a um, a long distance game, you know. On on um, I forget what platform he uses, but it's a pretty cool platform. Warple board. Warple board. Yep. Yeah. And Scott was actually playing in that, and I really wanted to play in that game, but I work every other Sunday. And I work overtime because I'm an overtime whore. <laughs> and if it's there, I'm going to grab it because it helps support my RPG addiction. And um, it's worth it to me. But I was like, shit, this is a game I really wanted to try out. And I looked on Amazon for the book, and it's it's it was constantly sold out. So when when Bill said, hey, let's let's go and check things out here, I was like, yeah, okay, what's this? And he's like, this is the horror. He had to explain the whole thing to well, me. There I'm wasn't, like, oh, yeah, was, oh, well, we'll check it out later. No, let's go look now. Yeah. No, no, we can go pop in there at any time. People are already buying things out of it. Let's go in there and take a look. So I yeah. finally talked him into it. And my book was there. Three of them. Three of them. Three and copies. I got one. 
And again, oh, no, no, I'll get it later on. I'll get it later on. Finally, day two, I I dragged his ass in there going, no, you don't know when these things are going to disappear. Yeah, no. You want it, get it now. Yeah, uh, and and, uh, begrudgingly, I will admit, you're right. Um, not as begrudging twice as when, in the same like, podcast, Lou by the way, right? Because that's even, <laughs> that's worse, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was that part. That was pretty awesome. And you got, you got the golden Phoenixes for running games. Yes, you did. You got every, like, for every, you, you got, yeah, you got one golden Phoenix for uh, every two hours you ran. So as a game master, you earned two with every game you ran. Yeah. And you can, you can, you, you can either pick those up. Or you can you can take the monetary value, and you get like a partial refund on on your tickets for the weekend. So that's one of the things that I thought was really cool. Was um, it is the first time I ever run at a convention, so I don't know what the other ones are like. But it's really cool that it, it's, it's a like, relatively new concept. Yeah, um, some conventions I've done, and I haven't been one in like twenty years. But back in the day, I was at twelve, fourteen a year. And a lot of them I ran, a lot of them I played, a lot of them I did both. Um, and there was nothing like that. If you, a lot of them would reimburse you if you, if you uh, game mastered a certain amount of games, you would get your money back. Uh, but that's the closest I've gotten to something like this. I think the Horde was an absolutely fantastic idea. That was, yeah, I, I loved it. And it, it was one of those uh, situations where they showed you your value as, as someone who's coming in to like their convention and offering to run games, right? Because anybody could go to a convention and play games, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's fun, right? But you can't play any games unless you have game masters to run the games, right? right? So they, they, I think they really did a good job of placing value on, on their game masters that came in to run games. I, I well think put. the value was there for everything. Like I said, I've never been to a con, but I've heard people say when you go to a con, you pay to get in, and then you play, you pay to play at certain tables. For me, I got to pay to come in, and I could play, you know, as long as there's openings, I could go to any table and play. Yeah. I like this now. It made sense. Yeah, it it it, it does. And um, I don't know, the, the whole feel of – of that convention was, was one that gave me like a really good feeling going in and then like leaving. I was like the ride home with Bill, we were talking about, well, next year, let's do this. Let's, let's try this next year. Let's right. try You know? Um, yeah. We already started laying ground groundwork. Yeah. I think we all have, cause I got plans for next year too. Right. So if, if you were there, awesome. Go back next year because we, before we left, we asked, I said, did you do well enough that you're going to do it next year? He said, yeah. As a matter of fact, he already put the dates out to the people that, that, um, uh, were already there this year. If you're thinking of running games at a convention, I, I would say this is probably the best convention to, uh, get your feet wet with running games. They really do. I don't want to say coddle. They, they nurture your game yeah. masters, they do a really good job of being very, very inviting and very inclusive with the game masters because they know that's it. Otherwise, it's just you go there and you buy stuff from the vendors and you leave. It's it's a miniature mall yeah. uh, if you don't have the games there because that's the highlight of everything. It's featuring new game systems, featuring the OSRs, featuring the uh, a lot of the old stuff that people say, no, this I'm, I'm running second edition. I'm running basic D&D. I'm running this. I'm running that. So you can run into all these things. Yeah, there was, there, we had, which is really cool to see, we 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 had um, Adventurers League. And what's the Pathfinder one? What is that? Um, Pathfinder. Pathfinder? 
No, but <laughs> Pathfinder's got like an Adventurer's yes, League. Yes. I forget what it's called. Um, and then there were a couple AD&D games. Yep. And second edition. So it was nice to see the um, the new and the old mm-hmm. in kind of in the same venue. And the the location was great. I mean, it's right off the highway. It's a nice hotel. Real easy to get to. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to give actual numbers. I know the actual numbers. I'm not going to give them to them because it's not none of our business or theirs. But they had a set number they wanted to attain before COVID. Yeah, and they hit And it. they actually hit that number when yeah. every other convention was running at about 50 or 60%. So the fact that they hit their 100% of what they expected pre-COVID and hit it, yeah. you know, at the tail end, uh, kudos to them. It was it was done very well. The motif in the building was, was done. Say there that, were banners. Yeah. There was you know music going. There was giant tower you know towers with crenellances on them. Um, they had armor and all kinds of stuff all over. It was the place. even a job board. Yes, right? remember the job. Yep. Board? Remember the job yeah. board? Yep, they had that on there as well. So they they had, they incorporated quite a few things that people would immediately recognize. I think the hotel did a really good job I, when you went to the hotel restaurant. They changed the menu, yeah, um, and had stuff specific for gaming, so you can get what was it, a uh, uh, dragon and uh, uh, did, it was a well, it was I, I don't know, just, it was a dragon and something, yeah, there was whatever. There, there was, it was a good. bunch of fantasy yeah. uh, related things uh, as the titles for your chicken sandwich, you know, you know, Phoenix on a bun or something like that, but. Uh, Which was good. I mean, it was a good chicken sandwich. It was on non bread, and non is fantastic by itself. But slap a chicken breast on there and some bacon. Shit. That's some good stuff. I think they should have called the French fries beholder fingers just to confuse beholder people. <laughs> 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 Beholders don't have fingers. I, that's why. That's why they're all on your plate. I a plate of them in front of me. <laughs> um, I drank at every meal I had. I forced them, which probably wasn't good. I drank at lunch. I remember coming out of the uh, <laughs> coming out of the lounge, and it was it was a really good day. I think it was the first day, or maybe it was the second. They were day. all really good days, but we we came out of the lounge, and uh, I'd been like I'd been drinking like it was my job, and uh, <laughs> I was about to win Employee of the Month, and I, I still had a little little buzz going from lunch, and then I I went in and I drank like more beer. And I drank more beer, and I drank more beer, and I was like, "Bill, I should walk, walk around for a while and just buy things." And he's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so we we were, and we bumped into and we bumped into Scott, and I was like three sheets to the wind, and uh, because I'm a cheap date, three sheets, a dust <laughs> dust ruffle, a couple pillowcases, and, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And and Bill did all the talking. <laughs> I don't know if it was because he would be embarrassed at what I'd be saying or or if he was afraid I'd sound like I just had a stroke because I was slurring my words. And he said, we're just walking around. And, and Scott's like, all right, cool. Come with me. I'm going to bring you somewhere. And so um, he sat us down at a table. Uh, it was an eagle, evil evil beagle game yep. uh, with with Pigeon. And I was I was like, I have the game now? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he looked at me with a worried look. I'm like, you're fine. I was, that was Friday. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were, yeah, you were there Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was an awesome game. <laughs> you, you played an Irishman that was constantly drinking. Yeah. It was, it was, it was great a, role playing. Yeah, was, <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, who's that? I did 
I did my best Captain Jack Sparrow uh, impersonation without even trying. I just spoke. Uh, shame on you, by the way, Amber Heard. Shame on you. Okay. And um, it was fun. It was it was a blast. Um, so I'm looking forward to going back next year I with Lou yep. for all three days. Yep. And, of course, Bill's going to be there as well. And I'll say this. If you never have been to a con like I have, this is the one to go to, I think. I, oh, yeah. I had a good time. It was everything I thought it would be and everything I didn't think it would be. Yeah, because you said that a number of times. Because yes. you, you you had in your head a vision of what a con would be like. Yes. And I don't think anything was like what you expected. It was not. And both good and bad. I mean, because you had positive, you had negatives. Yep. You didn't have very many. many. Well, gee, I, I expected this or I would have liked to see this. But I think the pros definitely outweighed the cons. They, they did. I had a very good time. Now, granted, we're talking about um, when it's in Milford, Mass. It's out not too far from Foxborough. The, uh, obviously, we have listeners all over the place. So I would encourage you to find a small convention somewhere around you and go. And tr- yes, you and will just have try a blast. it out. Eat, you know, we're, we've been, you know, spouting accolades like crazy. Uh, Scott is a friend of ours, but he did an amazing job of setting he this did. up because he he's been to a bunch of conventions. He's been in the industry for a while. So he took all the stuff he liked and incorporated and got rid of the stuff he didn't like. It shows. Yeah. Awesome job. But there are a lot of really good conventions out there. And I would strongly urge you, if you haven't gone to a gaming convention and you, you're you obviously listening to us, so you're into the, you know, the hobby, go to a convention. Check it out. Yeah. Even if it's just for the day, get a one-day pass, dip your toes in, play a couple games, hit the vendors, talk to the people there. You're going to find an amazingly inclusive group because – Everyone there is like-minded. Yeah. Um, like uh, my daughter was really, I brought her back an autographed book from, I believe they're New England Horror. New England yeah. Horror, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, they're good writers, and my daughter, she's ecstatic. She read the book already. Or she tore the already? <laughs> yes. Because yeah. she'll be buying more of that series. Well, yeah, that's what she said. It, but she was yeah. just happy that it was autographed to her. Right. You know, they, yeah. they did they did that. Um, it, like I said, it's it's everything and more. Uh, I was not expecting that. I expected, like I had, Bill said, I had a different vision. And I was just blown away. And if I didn't like it, I wouldn't say I'd be going back next year to record for them. And, that, and that's exactly the, my point is you, if you've never been, it's like, well, you know, you him and haw. Gee, I don't know what's going to be like. Of course you don't. You haven't been. Exactly. Yeah. Or don't, you want to go right to the big ones, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, yeah, PAX don't, East, yeah, don't run to packs. Don't, don't go to comic, you know, start with one small one. And so you get, a, you get a flavor of what the smaller ones are like. And then you say, okay, well, this one here had, uh, what a thousand people, yeah. you know, on, on the one you're going to go to. Um, all right, let, let's, let's check these cons. What was their attendance last year? Or what was their, okay, this one's a little bit bigger. This one's 5,000 people. Let's go check that one out. Um, and then you can graduate your up. And then when you want to go to Gen Con, where over the course of, you know, three days, there's 125,000 people. Yeah. It, it, it's a monster. It's you know, a beast. I've been to a bunch of them. Yeah. Scott went to the first one. He looked at me and he had, his eyes were like dinner plates going, there's people, a lot of people, people here. Everywhere. I was, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I was talking to huge rod from hybrid theory, uh, podcast. And he's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met him at, 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 Gen, at Gen Con. Con. Yeah. Um, and he goes to like game, he was telling me he's, he's, uh, been going to game hole con to run games. And he, he said it perfectly. He said, it's 
the smaller conventions are just as exciting as the big ones. Yes, they are. It's just a more intimate setting. Well, yeah, I was going to say it was, they're more personal because you can yeah. run into the same people repeatedly. Which, which we did. It, which we did at different tables or at dinner or you're just sitting in the lobby and someone's up and you go, hey, how was your game? Oh, I, was, I seen you sitting at this table. Would you play? And, and you catch up and you'd be surprised at how quickly you can earn new friends. Yeah, you know, I'll say, oh, hey, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you on Facebook, or I'll, I'll, I'll bump into you here, or, or you got an online game? Hey, you know, give me the, you know, the contact, and yeah. I'll, I'll jump on, and it, you have the, the potential that is exponentially greater at these smaller cons. It, it is, um, and it, well, Joey, Joey Dosel, one of the, one of the artists that just totally blew me away that yep. was there. Um, We'd pass by him every single day on yeah. the way to our table. <laughs> a couple times. And, you know, I just, I friended him on Facebook and, uh, and he accepted because I wouldn't be talking about it if he didn't. <laughs> I didn't be embarrassing. Um, but he's, you know, he's someone we talked to that we're like, wow, we got a project coming up. That'd be really cool to have someone with your skill on. Um, but his kids. I was just about to say. His kids played at our table. Yep. Uh, which was, which was really, really cool because. We we ran a table with with a couple. Uh, they, they had to be like teenagers, four, 14, Yeah, 15, they looked like fourteen. You know, 15 they were they yeah. were young kids, uh, which was really cool to to kind of run a, a game with, you know, with some kids at the table. Because uh, well, usually it's the, bunch of I won't say the guys. next generation, but a a, a continuing generation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, and they did a great job. They had they had a ball with it. Yeah, you, you you do. You see a lot of the same people, and there's time with a smaller venue to stop and chat. I mean, we stopped and right. chatted with Nestor a bunch of times. Right. Um, and, uh, so it's cool. I mean, check it out. If you're, if you're from this, this new England area, then definitely go next April to rising Phoenix game con. It's only the second year. So it's right. only going to get bigger. It's, it's only going to get. And even more importantly, you can hang out with us. Yeah. You can hang out yeah. with us. You could play play games at our table you could play games with us at other people's tables it's it's uh it's awesome I th uh sir apatis yep uh reached out so hopefully we'll see him yeah yeah uh one of these years i think he's i think he's semi-local he's pretty he, close he's to not us. far yeah. from there yeah um so that yeah definitely check it out they're they're on the web arising phoenix game con.com i do have yes. one statement before we have to go what's okay. that Remember the embers. Remember the embers. Remember the embers. Bill gets it. I get it. <laughs> you beat me to it, too. <laughs> and that's our first con with the Dungeon Master's Dojo. See you next time in the dojo. Mm -hmm.